host Aaron and I am joined as always by Matt. Always always here. You're never not here. That's true. I like you to live here. Yeah, well this is my house. Yeah. yeah. I just like to imagine you sitting alone like uh, in your home saying this and just as joined by always by no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't podcast alone. Yeah, it would be tricky to motivate, I think. Yeah. yeah. And like I, I don't know. I've I've tried listening to solo podcasts before. And it's like Yeah, I don't even think I know any. It's usually like an episode of a podcast that I normally listen to that has multiple hosts and then they will be like it couldn't be there this week but you know a whole bunch of movie news came out and uh, we gotta talk about it while it's fresh so here we go well i love that we don't have that pressure like, <laughs> oh one of us can't make it well fuck it then <laughs> yeah yeah so what's the point of doing this podcast if we can't hang out it's yeah so they're always just kind of weird and like i'm like i get it you know you're you're doing this because you got to make money yeah because you have a you sold a sponsorship for an episode and then mm-hmm. you, someone's got to talk about something you are beholden so you can sell native deodorant but all right yeah or manscaped oh that one i'm familiar <laughs> with <laughs> but yeah. remember when everyone just was doing squarespace ads yeah constantly what happened squarespace just like we don't need to advertise anymore i i guess More like the coca-cola do-it-yourself website b- building <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I guess the rest of them went out of business. I don't know. Wix? Wix.com? Is that still a thing? I don't know. Whatever. We're not sponsored by anybody. Yeah, bleep bleep all those. Yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. That, that would, would be actually very yeah, funny. That would be funny. I, mean, yeah. I might do that. Think about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're not sponsored by anybody except ourselves. So mm. And Zelda. Yeah. There's a dog on the floor. Mm-hmm. So she might, you might hear some little tippy tappies if she ever decides to get up, but she might not. Yeah, I think she will at an unopportune time, and then she'll go get a drink of water, and it'll be horrifically loud, <laughs> just like the beginning of the podcast. Anyone yeah. who's listened to like the first three episodes or something. Yeah, there's always just a tiny little puppy puttering around. Yeah, now she's a big puppy. She's a big old chunkers. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about you, you big tubbo. Anyways, <laughs> um. So we we watch things. We watch things. I think, you know, a lot of people do, uh, ultimately. Yeah. Do you have anything that has sprung to mind about things you've been doing or watching or playing or... Uh, oh, yeah. I, uh, I mean, yeah, playing. As far as playing go, I, I finally uh, tr- got to try um, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, nice. Yeah, which I remember it coming out and everyone being angry about it sucking or something. I don't yeah. know what it was. It I was, wasn't really it was released super broken. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. great. So I think they may have patched it I guess several so. times over, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I like to do that thing where <laughs> a video game comes out and then I don't get it. And then, I don't know, a year or two later, they come out with a dlc and when just before the dlc comes out the game goes on sale oh yeah i i honestly like so rarely will ever pay full price for a video game oh my god how could you 
Yeah, they're not affordable. <laughs> How could you? Like Breath of the or uh, Tears of the Kingdom just came out. That's right. Would and, love to play it. I'm not gonna buy it. Full and price. Like Des got it, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know that's like ninety dollars, right? And they're like, yep. Wow, commitment. Like, and you're gonna do it, and like, yep. But wow. then their best friend uh, ended up buying it for them for their birthday and Christmas. Wait. Both of them. Yeah, the they were her, her, their best friend was like, "This is your Christmas and birthday oh, present." Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I completely confused that <laughs> my brain. Other like they bought that game for them for their birthday, and then on Christmas bought that game for them <laughs> again, and just forgot somehow. Yeah. No, that makes way more sense. Yes. So yeah, but yeah, like ninety dollars. Yeah. And Nintendo games don't go down in price. No, they're so rarely on sale. That's why I don't play the Switch that often. Breath of the Wild is still like eighty dollars. Like it went down ten bucks. And it's still great. Yeah. I really enjoy that game. I also got it for Christmas. So. That is, that's gonna be my uh airplane game, I think. Oh yeah. I'm going to Scotland in a couple of weeks. Heck and yeah. I've got nine hours on an airplane to kill, so... Yeah. Are you direct? Uh, no, I got a layover in Iceland. Oh. Yeah, flying Iceland Air. So there's a stopover in Reykjavik, but if they fly directly to Gatwick, and I don't have to stop at Heathrow. Great. Yeah. Yes. So Heathrow I go is terrifying. Vancouver to Iceland to Scotland. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long my layover is. Probably long enough for me to get off the plane and buy a fifty dollars salad. Because <laughs> everything in Iceland is incredibly expensive. Everything in airports is incredibly expensive as well. Yeah. So, my parents showed me their credit card statement when they got two salads and two bottles of water at the airport in uh, Reykjavik, and it was like ninety five dollars. Ninety five. You don't realize when you tap your card because it's like, you know, three hundred thousand Icelandic kroner, and you're like, whatever, it's probably like six bucks. <laughs> but like, that's how they get you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Breath of the Wild. I haven't played it yet, so that's gonna be my airplane games. This is what I do: is I wait until the sequel to a game comes out, yeah. and then I get the first one. <laughs> uh, uh, frugal gamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yes. Uh, honestly, I'm just gonna steal the cartridge from Des. Probably. It's gonna, oh, yeah. It makes way more sense. What I'm gonna do, but yeah. I they listen to this, right? Like, uh, yeah, okay. maybe. I don't know. Huh. Maybe not so much anymore. Than now that we live together. Oh, uh, here's your voice way too much. Yeah. 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 Or like it would be awkward to do like while I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. You just like come home from work and they're, you know, puttering away or something in the house and they've got your podcast going. Oh. Would, would that be weird for you? Yeah. yeah I'd, okay. I'd be like, I'm going to the, the bedroom. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. <laughs> uh, I'd have to like put my headphones on or something and, and not yeah no that'd be super that'd be super weird in the because in the weird bizarro world where i come home from being outside which i don't do anyway um and Mackenzie had on the retro craptacular as she was like writing or something i would think it was very funny and wouldn't be bothered by it at all (laughs) 
She would never listen no. to this crap. Are you kidding? Absolutely no. <laughs> Again, in a bizarro world where that actually happened. It'd be funny uh, to me. But yeah. yeah no, she's never going to listen to this. No. That's good. Hey, Mackenzie. Love you. You're great. I think you're incredibly special. I'm so incredibly glad that you'll never listen to this. <laughs> Thanks for suggesting Flesh Gordon for us to watch today. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Could not find oh. a torrent of it that worked. Good. Um, and then, like, the DVD on Amazon is, like, $65 or something like that. And I was like, no. Ooh, yeah. No. Nope. Big old no thanks. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, that's cool. You've been... I already forgot what you said you were playing. Oh, Cyberpunk. Oh, Cyberpunk. You're playing Cyberpunk. Yeah. How is it? It's fun. It's good? Yeah. It's like a. It's like GTA, but you're... Well, to be honest, I've never played GTA, but okay. um, I think it has some elements to that. It is very, it is very story-driven, but oh, it's okay. also the kind of game where like, if you fully didn't want to follow the storyline, you could just never do it, I think. Okay, so it's more like a Fallout game or something like that. Yeah, it feels a lot more more followed. Yeah, cool. Yeah, which is yeah, no, which is very fun, compelling story, and it's very like choose your own adventure. Nice. The first time I finished the game, um, it was bad, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, that's how it ends. That fucking sucks." And then I looked it up, and I <laughs> had stumbled upon literally the worst ending, and was like, "Oh, but I can." I can go back to like before the final crossroads and do other stuff that will affect the choices I have at the ending. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was very choose your own adventure where like I get to a, the end page and I'm like, oh, fuck that. And then I go back to a previous and yeah. you know, branch off a different option. So yeah, uh, I remember playing fallout new Vegas and I definitely did a, like, um, I had like a, a save cause I'd kind of looked up like, when when is the last moment for you to like choose your allegiance basically uh, you have karma with different factions in that game right it's not just an overall good bad karma um so i i had like a save game file that was a separate save game <laughs> file so that i could go back and i could do all of the endings because i wanted to try and do as many of them as i could nice um yeah yeah, totally. Yeah, I had a few saves like that in Cyberpunk. It's also one of those games where, like, right at the beginning, it gives you the choice of, like, what difficulty do you want to play? And every time I see that, I'm like, oh, yeah, give me the hard one. Always full difficulty. And, yeah, some of it's freaking hard. Yeah. Some of, yeah, because it's Cyberpunk. Like, some people just, like, are cybernetically enhanced to, like, move way too fast and then have blades spring out of their arms and cut you to ribbons. Mm. And it's like, yeah, you die. <laughs> pretty quick well that sounds fun yeah yeah who is the developer on that again the cd project red what are they called yeah i don't know I don't care. my phone's not on me it's not obsidian right i don't think so no because they did new vegas and then they also did a game called the outer worlds uh, outer world which is like very like 50s kind of steampunk sci-fi inspired right. um i've played that game a bit and that's pretty fun i've seen some gameplay and it looked cool um it was unfortunately it's like one of those things where 
I had to stop playing it for a while because I just got busy. And then, like, mm. when you go back to it, there's kind of, like, a lot of things for you to remember. Oh, yeah. Like, who everybody is and, like, who you like and who you don't like. And, yeah. It's funny. I remember that always happening to me with with Pokemon. But it doesn't matter in Pokemon. <laughs> no. But I would try to play it. And I was like, oh, I don't remember who anyone is or where where I was supposed to go. And like, yeah, that would make it hard for me to play because I wasn't as immersed in the world of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember like logging back in after like four or five months and being like, oh, what? what? I'm in the middle of this quest. What am I supposed to do? And then I ended up choosing to like kill this one group of people because i just kind of wanted the quest to be over Uh oh. um well because i like i couldn't figure out like there there was probably a way to end it like neutrally where like everyone wins um but i was like i just started up i was like smack in the middle of this quest and i'm like what is going on (laughs) how am i supposed to like i don't i don't i just want to get back to the ship and do a new thing so i just like killed everyone sided with this one group one faction and killed everyone and then in the other group and then moved on that was a terrible reason to kill a bunch of people yeah but i did anyways i don't regret it okay good well actually i kind of do but yeah it's like i remember there was a there's a quest in fallout 4 as well where you there's like a way to like peacefully negotiate like a three or four way truce is there in that game yeah because i'm I, that one i've played and I, I remember some they're very opposed factions there's like the children of atom and the there's like this brotherhead weird, like, of steel yeah and the, but there's like a, a cybernetic uh ai the institute fa- the institute there's like three yeah um and there's this one quest, I think it's in the DLC, where they're fighting about something and you have to, like, come up with a resolution for it. <clears throat> and, like, there's options, basically, to, like, nuke the Institute, nuke the Children of Adam. Um, yep. Like, you know, do all that. But there's, like, one very specific thing where if you do everything right and select, like, every single correct dialogue option you can have everyone everyone lives everyone lives and is happy wow that's yeah. fun yeah of course that would that would be the secret <laughs> ending where it's peaceful <laughs> yeah yeah um but i don't know fallout 4 wasn't that good so yeah i had fun you haven't played fallout 3 though have you yes this is true <laughs> I, I, I never played fallout 3 so fallout 4 was great for me yeah fallout 3 and fallout new vegas are like god tier video games in my book mm. um and then going to fallout 4 i was like this just there's something about it that just doesn't quite just doesn't hit you know mm. i don't know <clears throat> maybe i need to give it a give it another go it's yeah. like from the beginning but i don't know yeah. then i think about like well if i'm gonna start a fallout game from the beginning and why would probably just fallout start 3? fallout 3 yeah there you go <laughs> des has never played fallout 3 i could get them to watch me play it if you ever want to play fallout 
but also Skyrim at the same time. Then you play Fallout 4. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I never got into the Skyrim games. Oh, yeah? It feels very similar to Fallout I, 4. It's just yeah. not, not well, in setting, obviously. Same, same developer, right? Yep. Uh, uh, Bethesda. Yeah, I don't know. I tried playing Oblivion for a while, and... I don't know. Oblivion is very dated. I think everyone who loves it is like very nostalgic for it. Okay. I mean, like there were there was good story in it for sure, but also like it. I find it hard to play because the graphics are bad. <laughs> the graphics are bad, and I just I don't know. It, I maybe I just didn't want like a the fantasy that's true magic game like in that in that kind of setting. You're not as big into like fantasy magic stuff as not you as are into techno shooting stuff yeah sci-fi is more yeah. definitely more my thing i don't know i so yeah maybe it's like the fantasy element of it was but also like because i not that i don't like that kind of stuff but i think for me like that that type of gameplay like suited itself better to fallout in my books i don't know hmm. um like i feel like if you're gonna do a, a game that's like a lot of like because there is a lot of like melee sword combat and that kind of stuff like the mechanics of that need to be really good mm. you know like like a dark souls or something yeah or you know uh jedi fallen order which is dark souls clone but like <laughs> you know like so it's like where it actually has like melee mechanics that kind of railroad the combat a little bit more so that it works as opposed to just like hit boxes yeah i know what you mean you know for what sure. i'm saying like yeah. you're just kind of like moving your camera around and swinging your sword and yeah thinking yeah. about all of the different mechanics in dark souls and then how those differ from different weapon types and then thinking about skyrim where it's like yeah you swing the weapon that you have and it'll either be faster or slower, depending on how heavy it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, not nearly as robust, for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. But that's cool, though. It's cool that you're liking Cyberpunk. Yeah. I uh, You playing that on uh, Xbox or PS5? It is on the PlayStation 5. 1% by a different set of rules I, yeah i am extremely fortunate to have gotten one <laughs> although i think that's different now now you can just get one yeah, yeah i was at a mall like last week which was gross i hate malls but i was like walking by and i was like oh there's a GameStop here i didn't even know there was one because it was like the third time i'd ever been to the mall and there were just a bunch of ps5 boxes outside stacked on top of each other yeah. for, like ps5 for sale and i was like oh shit <laughs> that's nuts it's been years yeah years and finally they have them in stock <laughs> yeah i know I, I i don't know if i want to upgrade to the ps5 or not yeah well so i'm like i've been an xbox guy for a long time right like since high school pretty much like i had the nintendo gamecube oh yeah and then oh yeah pretty much like when i made the jump to the next gen after that would have been around 2006 2007 maybe is that when you got your xbox i think like grade nine i got my xbox 360 sounds about right yeah grade eight or grade nine um 
I like woke up stupid early to go get in line on Boxing Day. All right. At Future Shop to get one because wow. they had like, you know, we got fifty per store kind of thing. <laughs> and you could get it for like super cheap, and it came with like three or four games or something like that. So it was like that's nice. Just good deal. I used all my Christmas money and got it. Beautiful. Um. So like I was an Xbox 360 guy, and then I was like, okay, obviously I'm gonna get the Xbox One, and did that and now i'm like pretty heavily like invested in the xbox format in terms of like games that i've acquired like you have like a good amount a good library of like digital games oh yeah you know um on the xbox one which i don't like i like having discs because like i do too yeah who knows when that library is just gonna go away yeah it's it's this weird thing of of realizing that you don't actually own your games yeah the company still owns them and they could take them away if they wanted to yeah so like you know because they could just like shut down the store yep or like whatever right but like um like here's a i'll give you a fun example there's a whole bunch of classic PlayStation 1 games that you can buy uh, that that will play on PS5. Oh, cool. And the PlayStation Store on the PS5, the PS5 Store, only has about 30 games for the PlayStation 1. Hmm. If you go to the PlayStation 3 and go to the online store, it's more like 200 games. That is a very big difference. But you can buy all those games to your playstation account right and if you log in on your playstation 5 they will be there to download because you own them because you own them sort of sort of <laughs> they're linked to your account but right. if you just have a ps5 and you go log on to the ps5 store you've got 30 games to choose from if you want to if you want to buy classic playstation games yeah. so there's like this weird like they only give you what they want to give you and like who knows you know like we could log on tomorrow and like all of my hitman games could be gone yeah that's true you know or like you were like super diligent at one point about downloading like every free game of the week <laughs> yeah when we when we had xbox live and i was yeah. like there are free games i'm gonna collect them <laughs> yeah and, like, they're all still there. Like, once you buy them, in quotes, right, mm -hmm. they're always on your account. It's not They didn't put a time limit on it. So yep. you can always go back and be like, oh, the Toy Story 3 game for the Xbox 360? Heck yeah. Still play it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm, like, very invested in that sense in the Xbox format. Um, I know... Des is much more PlayStation, and I think Chantre would probably also be more PlayStation. Yeah, um, often I find it comes down to, like, a game. Yeah. Is there a game that would make you switch? Pun not intended. Well, yes, and that game for me was Tomb Raider 2, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Well, I played the first Tomb Raider on PlayStation 3. Oh, Because yeah. at a certain point, when The Last of Us came out, I was like, I want to play this fucking game. I'm going to go buy a PlayStation 3. They're only like 250 bucks right now. 
Right. So I went out, bought a PS3, bought The Last of Us. I got like the the slim like top loader PS3. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So you know, I have a PS3. Play The Last of Us, and then I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna upgrade it. I'm gonna get the PS4. That's gonna be my next system. I'm like, this is gonna be the console where I make the jump mm. to to PlayStation. Um, and then Rise of the Tomb Raider was an Xbox One exclusive. Right. And I'm like, that fucking sucks. That <laughs> is so stupid. And so I bought an Xbox One. And I bought Rise of the Tomb Raider and I played it and I had it for like a year. And then after that, they're like, yeah, it's on PlayStation 4 now. <laughs> I was like, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh... But then like at that point, like you had an Xbox One. Yeah, and I mean, I got mine um, because you had it, and I wanted to yeah. play Battlefront with you. <laughs> and, then our, and then our friend Scott got an Xbox One, and so then all of a sudden I had Xbox friends, and right. so then I was like, okay, great, I can play, you know, Xbox games with my friend. I didn't have any friends with PS4s at the time, so. Of course, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we might get both, though, at some point. Because <laughs> the thing for me is now Jedi Survivor is next-gen only. Oh, right. Yeah, that's finally happening now. It's out, yeah. That, like, games are are only for the new yeah. systems. And I'm like, I I don't know if I trust my PC to be able to play it. Hmm. Because um, my PC is decent. But it's, like, decent by, like, 2018 specs, you know? Right. And I don't know what the current requirements are to run a triple a, a AAA game like that yeah um, yeah a five five years uh five years is a pretty big difference in technology <laughs> yeah so i don't know i i'm still i mean right now i can't afford to buy any new systems really yeah fair i did buy a nintendo switch at christmas but got a christmas deal kind of i got i got an open box deal on oh nice yeah on the oled switch oh nice i could have i could have saved money and, and bought the classic you know red and blue mm-hmm. regular switch but um i was like i'm probably actually going to use it more as a handheld than i will at like on the tv so uh, i'm gonna get the nice screen that's definitely been my experience with the switch I use it way more as a handheld than yeah. than yeah as a like gaming console with a TV. It's just so nice. It's like if you if you want to play your console, you know, you got to go to a place with your TV and play. It. And so it's like, you know, that's fine. I enjoy doing that. But sometimes it's like I want a video game, but also be lying on the couch. Yeah, where the TV isn't. <clears throat> well, and we have two TVs in our house, right? One of them's in my room, and one of them's in the living room. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. And in the living room ps4 is hooked up uh there is a switch dock hooked up there um and i think the wii u is hooked up um nice a wii u yeah trey has a wii u um awesome which we never use but (laughs) of course yeah um but uh then i was like well i should have put a tv in my room then because there's not really like a good second spot in the house to have like we don't have access to the basement right so there's not like 
if I want to play games or if I want to watch a movie and someone else wants to be playing games, like it's kind of makes sense, you know, and then the computer, like Desmond Trey's computer is also in the living room mm. just again, cause available space. Totally. Um, so it's, it's kind of like I wanted my own space to go to, to be able to do this. So like my Xbox is in my room and yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be able to be like, well, I don't have to go to my room to play games if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I could take it out and sit on the couch and play. Which is fun. Or out into the backyard. Yeah. While the dog is romping around, I can sit there and play Pod Racer. <laughs> ah, Pod Racer. Yeah. It's crazy. I bought Nintendo Switch, and like, I think the only like current gen game that i'm playing on there is mortal kombat 11 ah <laughs> I've, otherwise i have well okay the, i have the tony hawk pro skater one and two remake <laughs> which is technically an current gen game but it's a remake of an old game yeah that doesn't count so that doesn't count no that's uh, not a no as a new game no <laughs> okay so i've got tony hawk remake i've got diablo 2 nice i've got diablo 3 okay <laughs> <laughs> and i have the pod racer republic commando combo cartridge oh my gosh it has two classic <laughs> star wars games two great tastes that taste great together <laughs> um and then we also have uh the Jedi Outcast Jedi Academy combo cartridge oh, as well. Oh, okay. So like I bought I bought a brand you know current gen console and I'm playing all retro games. <laughs> and there's kind of a part of me that's like, you know what? That's fine. I want more. I mean, yeah. You know, like they just did a Metroid Prime remake. I'm they like did? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, I love Metroid Prime. Yeah. So I'm like I'm going to get that. Hell yes. If they port over Wind Waker HD, because I know there's an HD Wind Waker for the Wii U. I'm like, if they port oh, that yeah. over for Switch, forget it. It's all over. I want that. I want Ocarina of Time on the Switch. Hell yeah. I want um, Rogue Squadron. <laughs> you oh, know, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, just give me all the classic N64 and GameCube games. I don't give a fuck about anything you're doing new. <laughs> you can you can remake them or not. Like I don't, you know, it doesn't have to be a remake. It can just be like an HD remaster. Yeah, totally. That's all I care about. Those games are great. Um, oh, yeah, Metroid Prime is incredible. Yeah. Did you ever play Metroid Echoes? No. It. Metroid Prime was too hard for me. It's so hard. As a kid, I was like, this isn't fun. <laughs> that's one of the video games. Well, that's the thing. Like, I love challenging video games. Yeah. So I would get to a, a point where I keep dying over and over that I would have to like get my brother Nathaniel um, to come and beat a boss for me or yeah, something. Yeah. But I still loved it. I think I made it through like the first level on Metroid Prime and then got stuck on the second level it and just gets could never. So hard. I yeah. Love it. Yeah. Such a good game. Well, we've talked about video games for far too long. Should we? This might be the most boring segment that we've ever done. So, because it's episode 
69. Oh, episode 69. We knew we had to do something. Sexy. Yeah. Was so this like, sexy? <laughs> uh, kinda. There was sex in it. There was sex in it. It had yeah. overtones of eroticism. Um, it's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was one of the first movies that came to mind. I also googled like worst erotic thrillers. <laughs> Got some answers. Then I was like, I don't want to do any of these. Species is more fun. Yeah, fair. Um. Like I said, Species 2 is probably my preferred film in the Species franchise. Right, right, right. It's definitely hornier. Okay. Um, okay. But it, uh, it, it, it holds a special place in my heart because I think Species 2 was the first time I saw boobs on late night cable. Wow, really? Yeah. They would play it on space. Yep. Uh pretty frequently and they would run it late at night they had a target audience and it was uncensored yep wow and yeah I think that was one of the first times i ever saw nudity on tv wow and i would have been like around like 10 or 11 or 12 maybe that kind of age range wow old enough to be staying up to watch a movie that started at 10 o'clock right you know um Honestly, it's wild to me that you remember the first time you saw nudity on television. It was a it was a seminal moment in my life. Seminal, <laughs> good use of the word seminal. Um, uh, yeah. I don't. Huh. I absolutely don't remember the first time I saw nudity on television. I mean, I think the first time I saw nudity in a movie was Titanic, probably. Hmm. Uh, but I don't. Not quite the same yeah. as species. Yeah. <laughs> different. Uh, Definitely different. Tone. So hmm. this is a kind of movie that they don't make anymore. Yeah. Um, And I think we're worse off for it. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to say it. Uh, you tell. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I explain yourself. <laughs> I know there's been a lot of complaints uh, about like Marvel movies specifically being very like sexless. And like sanitized. Um, oh yeah, have people people been talking about they want their Marvel movies to be hornier? I guess, uh, and I mean that's like kind of ironic considering that like we got like the first actual sex scene in a Marvel movie like two years ago. What was that? Eternals. Eternals. Yeah, they fuck on the beach. Oh right. Yeah, I remember that happening. Yeah, yeah. in the theater, and um, I could not stop thinking about all the places that sand would have ended up. It's everywhere. It's coarse and it's rough, <laughs> and it doesn't belong in a Marvel movie. I I remember sitting in <laughs> I remember sitting in the theater and being like, "Well, this is awkward." If anyone brought their kid, yep. Because like you know, you go see Marvel movies in the theater. Sometimes they're bringing like you know six, seven year old kids. Yeah. See, like Ant Man, yay. yay! Do not bring your seven-year-olds to see Guardians of the Galaxy three. By the way. Oh, okay. Do not. This is a PSA. <laughs> PSA. PG thirteen. Respect it. Okay. Good to ten, know. Ten age ten and up. Uh, um, I'm curious to see it now. Uh. A face maybe gets removed. Oh. From someone's head. 
Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's all. I'm not going to say by who or whose face, but definitely face gets removed and, and you see it. You see the not face. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. Ironically, the first thing that popped into my head when it happened was, ew, <laughs> he has no face. <laughs> wow. Duh. <laughs> No face. Um, oh, that's so, amazing. So good. Um, but yeah, they just they don't make they don't make sexy movies really anymore. Like I googled like you know worst erotic thrillers and like they're all from the nineties. That was the time. That was the so, time for a erotic few, thrillers. A few from the eighties, but like so many in the nineties. And I'm like, yeah, we just we just don't make horny movies anymore which is weird because i know hollywood's full of grody perverts yeah so like you gotta assume that there's gonna be some grody perverts in the audience too i mean guaranteed yeah theaters are a dirty dirty place so i don't know i i kind of i i have a a bit of a soft spot for the species movies i kind of love them yeah. Even though they are, like, objectively not good. Um, <laughs> this is your first time seeing any of the Species films? Correct. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what did you think? Um, it was more interesting than I thought it would be, to be honest. Um, the first one's not bad. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there. The first one is actually... Like a pretty serviceable action thriller kind of, yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's a, it's a hunt. Yeah, it's not, it's not amazing. No, you know, but like, there's far worse movies out there. Oh, yeah. You know, like it, I, I, I'd never get angry if someone was like, "We should throw on Species tonight." I'd be like, "Okay," <laughs> you know. So, anyway, sorry. Continue. You're. <laughs> Oh my god. I guess like I was expecting like primarily gore and fucking. Right. That's what I was actually expecting. Um and like there's a decent amount. There's only one actual sex scene. There is only one instance of actual fucking. I guess there is actually only one, but there's a lot of nudity. Yeah, sure. She's naked a lot in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Um, but it was also like, I don't know, like, not, I don't know. Like, it was, what am I trying to say? It didn't feel very, like, pornographic because uh. she is, like, a predator right um and so when she's naked it's not like for like i don't know yeah there's like literally a scene where she's like figuring out how to put on a bra yeah because she's never put on a bra before because she's trying to blend in yeah like like trying to figure out mating rituals with humans (laughs) yeah the movie starts as she's a little girl yeah, which um, I didn't see coming. It played by Michelle Williams, funnily enough. Um, Who's that again? 
Uh, she dated Heath Ledger. She was in Brokeback Mountain. She was... I don't know. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, cool. Um, uh, Oh, yeah. So, she's a little girl and they... uh, You know, she's been grown in a lab with a combination of human DNA and alien DNA. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, The SETI program received a transmission with a DNA sequence... Yeah, you're... And how to <laughs> combine it with human DNA. Yeah. So one of the things I actually enjoyed about the movie is that they don't give you everything right away. And, like, there are some things you pick up through context, and then they kind of, like, give you the details as you as the plot progresses. As you need them. Yeah. And yeah. so I actually, yeah. It's called uh, effective screenwriting. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> um, Fair. Fair, but the one thing about a lot of these kind of movies from the 90s, I find, is that they kind of do the basics well, Hmm. because they didn't have a lot of, like, name recognition in terms of, like, the brand, and not always, like, star recognition either to, like, get people, and, and, uh, and, you know, visual effects were, eh. There was at the time, so it's like pretty garbage CGI in this movie. You got to <laughs> at least make the movie work. There's a lot of those kind of movies where, like, at least the basic like structure is there. Yeah, and then it's on the actors and the director to fuck it up. <laughs> um, yes, and, uh... and you know the dialogue might not be great either, but the structure is there. Right. So, yeah, I also I also enjoy that. Right. So. They've grown this little girl in the lab, and then they're like, Ugh, we don't like some of these behavioral traits she's displaying. Yeah, she, like, was sleeping, and then, like, had a seizure, and, like, one of her vertebrae kind of protruded. Yeah. Not breaking the skin, but, like, stuck out a whole bunch while she was having a seizure. Yeah. Um, and they saw that, and were like, oh, she's gonna die. <laughs> Yeah. Which felt a little extreme to me. A little bit. You built, you, you, not built, not programmed, you genetically engineered, grew, yeah, a a human-alien hybrid on purpose. Yeah. Um, They have two on ice, by the way. Yes. Does that come up in in number two? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, that's a thing that they'll use later. Keep the keeping the franchise door open right there, um, yeah. And then like you know, and she grows like super fast, like she looks like a twelve year old girl, but she's well like six months or something. Yeah, something like that. So you know, she's able to like run and jump and literally punch, break a man in half. Yup. But yeah, um, she like has this one spasm. And they're like, all right, bust out the cyanide. Yeah. I don't, I didn't really get that so much. No. I, it's like, whoa, whoa, this 12-year-old girl is an alien? This alien, this human-alien hybrid we created is starting to show alien tendencies? <laughs> it has to die. It has to die. And I'm like, I thought you wanted to study this thing. But yeah. Maybe they're like, we'll do an autopsy and study that. I don't know. Yes, yeah, I don't know. It seemed, seemed weird. So then, yeah, they try to fill her chamber with cyanide and she punches through the fucking glass and runs away yeah 
It's like the, which like fair. Yeah. The be- so the beginning of the movie is is very much like um you're kind of on her side a little bit, which is interesting. Yeah. Cuz they she's do a, a com- <laughs> they do a complete flip of it later. Where like you're like uh, oh, she just becomes less and less sympathetic the more alien she gets yeah you know like she's she's a little girl she doesn't really know what's going on she's, yeah she seems like a, a human small mm-hmm. child doesn't really understand anything in the world you know she like steals a guy's bag and and, and gets on a train without a ticket and you know steals money out of the she knows how to steal a lot she seems yeah. to have ideas of like she needs she knows she needs money for things. Yeah, she saw someone paying for something with money. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, the, we see her observing humans. That's the that's the other thing is they do a lot of like well how how could she know how to drive a car? It's like she watches someone put the key in and turn it and put it in gear and put the emergency brake down. Yep. You know. And then it's presumed that she's watching and learning the entire time that this person's driving yeah, yeah so and then later you see the car and it definitely has some dents and scrapes in it where it's like <laughs> oh she's not a good driver yeah <laughs> and then her car stops and she gets out and walks away because she doesn't know why and then of course we find out later it ran, ran out, out of gas, gas. yeah she never saw someone put yeah yeah put gas in. yeah no it makes sense um so yeah that's right she sees someone paying with money at the at the like gas station or whatever mm-hmm. she sees them do like a little credit card transaction with the chunk chunk yeah wow you that know was, imp- that really dated the movie <laughs> paper paper imprint of the credit card kind of yep. thing so um amazing so good so yeah um she she's learning as she's going so she you know breaks open a cash drawer in one of the uh, in the dining car of the train yeah steals a bunch of cash Steals a bunch of food out of the kitchen. Along with, like, what looked like a toilet scrubber. Yeah. And some steel wool. Like, she just, like, didn't know what it was, but it was like, I need stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a dish. It was for, like, scrubbing dishes, I think. Oh, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, like, a dish one. So she, like, stole that kind of stuff. and like, some steel wool or a Brillo pad or something. And and a bunch of pudding. (laughs) A bunch of pudding and some bananas and an orange and... Yeah. Yep. Um, Which reminds me, it was so funny because, like... She she hides briefly because one of the one of the like train workers comes in and grabs a plate and then a single banana, and walks out. And I remember commenting like, "The fuck do you need that plate for? <laughs> it's a banana. It's a fruit you never have to touch while you eat." Yeah. And then it cuts to her just trying to eat a banana, but like not peeling it because she doesn't know what it is. Yeah, it just like bites right into it, right in the <sighs> middle. <laughs> made my teeth tingle. Yeah. Have you ever so, eaten banana peel before? No. I don't know why. I hate I, bananas. Oh, that's right. You do hate bananas. I forgot yeah. that. Don't eat the peel. Okay. That's all I got to say. Um. Yeah, I never would. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. Then she's on the train and she just like stuffs her face. Just like a whole bunch of calories. Um. And then weird little bumps begin to start appearing under her skin like tentacles crawling under her skin yeah and then the nice conductor lady who we met earlier who gave her a discount on her ticket yeah she was nice yeah she was nice she's like oh you 12 you traveling by yourself well we'll say you're 11 and then you only got to pay half price and you know (laughs) um 
yeah comes into the car to check on her and she's like oh you in here and she opens the bathroom door and she's like turned into a cocoon yep big old flesh cocoon that still has self-defense mechanisms because it kills that lady sure does right away um but then we got to assemble the team yeah so you know ben kingsley's the the lead scientist guy and he's like we got to get together a crack team of people to hunt down an alien and the crack team is michael madsen uh doc ock uh, yes damn um, it that's why he was so familiar I, the whole movie i kept trying to think like ah oh, no but what if i seen this guy and i'm trying to think um i mean it's been more than one thing for sure yeah but he's also in raiders of the lost ark raiders of the lost ark is what i was actually thinking of throw me the idol i'll throw you the whip yeah that's him that's him but yeah i totally forgot he was doc ock he was, yeah he's great as doc ock so you got mr blonde you got doc ock, <laughs> doc ock yeah you got uh Forrest Whitaker. Saul Guerrero. Boogalit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, what's her name from... She's also an alien. Crap, she's yeah, what is it? The other girl. Dang it. Veronica something. Anyways. That's the crack team. That's the crack team. Um, They're going to go... They're going to go hunt down the alien. Right, and when they... They, like, all meet up um and are immediately like what's your specialty like i was like this is so for the the audience's benefit yeah um but yeah mr mr blonde is basically just like a government contract assassin yeah In- or or like m- tracker or something he he at one point he at one point makes the comment of like if if i he i'm pointing he says if i'm here it means that shit has hit the fan and then he also at one point says um if they've hired me it means that whoever they're looking for they don't want alive mm. right yeah yeah because like, Forrest assassin. Whitaker's like you you hunt people and he's like yeah more or less, more yeah. Or less yeah yeah so he's an assassin yeah. and Doc Ock is a scientist of some kind some kind of scientist He's uh, like a nature, like a nature scientist, I think. Oh, is he like an animal behaviorist or something? Something like that, yeah. And um, then, and then she is like some s- other kind of scientist. Seems to actually work in genetics. Yeah, like in a lab. She's yeah, definitely in a lab kind of scientist. And then Forrest Whitaker is there because he is an empath. Yeah, which he feels feelings. The feelings of others. Very deeply. Yeah. But what they actually wanted was to have him be a psychic. Yeah. He's, yeah, he like, they have him there at like scenes where she's been and like, and sometimes he is like, oh, she was having these emotions, but then also it's like, and then she went that way. Like he's telling the past. And I'm like, it's like, that's not what an empath is. They wanted like, um... Like Will Graham from the 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 Hannibal Lecter novels, or um, uh, uh, like Willem Dafoe from Boondock Saints, mm. where he's like going around the crime scene and he puts on the classical music and he's like, "Oh, there were two men and they came through this door. They were armed. 
but, but they took them by surprise. They never knew it was coming. You know, there was a firefight. <laughs> that kind of thing. They wanted that, but instead they just got Forrest Whitaker being like, <laughs> she went that way. <laughs> it's like, how do you know that? Yeah, it was. Her car ran out of gas. And so she went that way. Tell me what emotion she's feeling. And how do you know what she... How do you know what emotion she felt six hours ago? Yeah. You know? Like, being an empath, I think of more as being like, oh, you you understand what that person is feeling and you're able to feel that along with them. Yeah, I think one one of the most... Like, I, I feel like empath isn't a thing that is used very much in science fiction. And when it is, and it's just like this, it is just a psychic and isn't work well. But, like, um, Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy is, is supposed to be an empath. Sure, yeah. And it's like, that's that's more along the lines. But she has to, like, touch someone. Yeah. And then she can feel their emotions. And then she can also modify their emotions. Which is obviously very different. Right. I think about like like the way he starts out is is like he's like I can feel other people's feelings and Mads Mikkels or uh, Michael Madsen. <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen did keep, it again. I keep doing it. Um, <laughs> Other side of the coin. Mads Mik- Yeah. <laughs> he's Nega Scott. <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael Madsen's like, well, what am I feeling right now? And he's like. You want to believe that you're not afraid of anything. You want people to think that you're tough, but you're not so sure. You know, like, it starts out with him being like, I know what you're feeling, and that kind of helps me, like, figure out your character. But then later, it's just like, oh, oh, she's sad. She's upset. Or, like, literally, you know, there's a scene where, uh, you know, she, she gets birthed out of the cocoon. And she just like comes flopping out of the cocoon, completely naked, covered in goop. And I'm like, you could never do this in a Marvel movie. <laughs> um, and then they come across the the crime scene. They're investigating it, you know. Um, and he comes into the room where there's a weird alien cocoon and a dead woman, and he's like, something terrible happened here. <laughs> And that's like the first thing, and, and I think Michael Ma- uh, Michael Madsen's even like, yeah, no shit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh. why the fuck did we bring this guy along? Like, and that's kind of just like what he does for the whole movie. He's like, oh, she's upset. She didn't like him. Like, and you, like, oh, you mean like, the guy that she killed? Yeah, I think maybe he did do something to upset her. I think you're right. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, his like his like usefulness in the plot is she went that way and again doesn't make sense for being an empath yeah like like it it doesn't again it's it's psychic yeah and like his only advancement of the plot is at the very end yeah after they think they've killed her when he goes to um knock on their hotel room and he's like i think she's alive and i think she's with doc ock and like, like I was like, I know, I can just feel it. I can feel it. It's her. She's alive. And he's like, he's having like weird alien visions as well. Yeah. For some like reason. Because throughout the entire movie, Syl, the alien, 
is having these like weird erotic alien sex dreams sex dreams of like two alien creatures like her fucking yep um and one weird dream as a kid where she's being chased by a alien train made entirely of skulls yeah that there was that come up again yeah but, don't know what that was about at all but yeah so they uh for this movie though they hired hr giger who designed the original alien in right Aliens, and is a weird pervert oh and they're like we got this weird alien pervert movie we should probably hire the most famous alien pervert that would do it and uh it's good i think it's a good design yeah it's 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 definitely like weirdly erotic and gross it is very gross yep and but it's got like you know tentacles that come out of its nipples i was thinking i was trying to figure out how i wanted to bring that up or if i wanted to talk about it again but yeah there there are nipple tentacles yeah um which is a thing and yeah it's it's a it's a pretty basic plot as far as plot goes like yeah. it's pretty much she moves from place to place to try to find a man to mate with mm-hmm. and usually it, it it goes wrong and you know the first one he brings her home from the club and she's like "Ooh, yeah let's do it but then she can sense that he has diabetes yeah and it's like oh you're actually not a good mate yeah she's like I changed my mind yeah she's like i don't i don't want to do this i changed my mind he drive me back and then he's like you're not going anywhere until I say. Yeah, he gets really rapey really fast. Yeah. And it's very uncomfortable. Um, but then she kills him by French kissing him to death. Yep. She French kisses him so hard that her tongue explodes out the back of... Uh, his skull. His skull. I laughed out loud. That was yeah. a very funny kill to me. Uh, she's also a jealous bitch because right before that scene in the nightclub... Uh, she was hitting on a man and then another woman came over and was like, I got a party to go to and no one to take me. Do you want to come with me? And he's like, Oh, I'll take you. Sure. And like completely ignores Syl. Uh, so then Syl follows her to the bathroom and when she sits down on the toilet, she like goes behind the, through the wall somehow. Yeah. Like she watches the person go into a stall, leaves the bathroom. And then when she's on the toilet, the back of the wall explodes and yeah. some alien arms shoot out really quickly and and kill her and go back in rip out her spine so yeah she somehow went to the opposite wall and found exactly where she was and punched through it, it seemed like a lot of work yeah there was no one else in the bathroom there was no one else in the bathroom you could have just killed her yep could have just killed her but yep. yeah so like you know she kills that guy takes his car Drives it till it runs out of gas, goes across the street, and then gets hit by another car. Oh, yeah, and that guy, like... In, like, a hit and run. Yeah, some guy smokes her with his car and is like, oh, shit, and peels out. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But then there's a nice guy that sees the accident, and he picks her up and drives her to the hospital. And uh, puts the medical bills on his credit card. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Um... But then she magically heals herself because she's a, got regenerative healing. Yep. And so, um, you know, she's like, great, let's get out of here. The doctor said I can go. And he's like, oh, okay. And takes her back to his house. And then they start 
you know, get naked in the hot tub. Or she's just naked in the hot well, tub. Well, she's naked in the hot tub, and he gets in, she's trying to take off his shorts, and he's like, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down, we got lots of time. She's like, I want a baby. And he's like, what? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> but then they get interrupted by the, you know, uh, agents chasing them. Yeah, they've, they've been hot on her trail, and they yeah. finally almost catch up to her. So it's just like kind of like a series of that over and over again you know they find the motel that she stayed at they find the guy that she killed from the club they find the guy that she killed from the hospital mm-hmm. um and they're basically like we got to get to her before she mates because if she mates and has like a male offspring like it's over for us yeah because yeah because that male offspring could be like fertile and impregnating hundreds of women within like six with, within six months yeah um so they're like, yeah, they're like, we really can't let her fuck anybody. Um, and she knows that they're yeah, chasing them. So I'm yeah, just trying like, to like blow through the plot because it's not very interesting. <laughs> well, this this next part actually did interest me because, okay. cause, uh, yeah, it was, you know, like her trying to mate and killing people um, and them like following her trail and always being a step behind and the main scientist man being extremely incompetent. Um. But what I didn't see coming is when she's hiding in the trees of uh, like where she killed the man in the hot tub and they've like caught up and then she like watches them for a while and like reads their lips to understand what their plan is. And then she kidnaps a woman, steals her clothes and her car. But does it also in like another clever way? Like she's naked, right? She was in the hot tub and she just ran away. Yeah. So she doesn't have anything. So she like sees a woman getting into her car and she's like, oh, I can take this woman's car. But instead of just like, you know, killing her or knocking her out or whatever, she like runs and gets into the passenger seat completely naked. And she's like, you got to help me. And she's like, you know, crying. And yep. Yeah. It's like manipulative. She's learning fast, right? She's yeah. not uh, just uh, uh, an apex predator. She's extremely intelligent. Yeah. Which is way scarier. Um, but yeah, so she like kidnaps this woman in her own home in her own car and then like gets her car and fills it with several jugs of gasoline and then drives it to a place. She like, like picks out a location and then also goes to a gas station and just steals some guy's car and brings it to the same location. And then she cuts off her thumb, which grows back right away because mm-hmm. she's super alien powers and then cuts off the woman's thumb and at that point the the plan kind of uh you know materialized there for me and she like goes to the club where they know where she knows they're trying to find her lets herself be seen gets in the car where she has strapped down in the passenger seat flat the woman that she's kidnapped and cut the thumb off of and all of the gasoline leads them on a chase to the location she picked out and drives down a hill where they won't follow her and jumps out the door before it hits a transformer that she's picked out so yeah. that it explodes. And then also some helicopters shoot rockets at it. Yeah, they just, they, just, they just shoot some rockets at it and blow it up for extra good measure. Yep. Um, and then like, like also leaves her... Like, so the corpse is, is destroyed, missing a thumb, but then also, like, leaves the thumb that was cut off, um, like, in the car door or something like that, which got knocked off. So they 
I don't I don't really get how they thought that that was normal, but like wouldn't they be able to like examine it and be like, oh, this was cut off cleanly with shears and not ripped off somehow by the car door? Um, but anyway, I mean, she fully fakes her own death. Yeah, it's weird though that they're like, we gotta sample this this thumb and not the charred corpse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. It was a little weak, but it was still very interesting that she was like. Not like, oh, these people are after me. I have to kill all of them right now. It was like, oh, what's the intelligent thing to do? Yeah. Fake my own death so that they stop following me. Yeah. And she's also, like, very clearly horny for Michael Madsen. Yes. Like, she's having sex dreams where, like, he comes in through the door and he's looking real hot. And he takes off his suspenders. and Yeah. Um, but... The scientist lady is also hot for Michael Madsen. Indeed. And I thought their relationship was actually kind of cute. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're always the ones working closely together. Um, and I thought it was cute that their relationship was not like, oh, we're going to fall in love and end up together. It was just kind of like, I, th- I think you're kind of hot. and Yeah, they're I, just attracted to each other. And I want to bang. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, I mean, like when they're dancing at the thing, you know, they're t- he's like, yeah, a lot of people don't, you know, take kindly to my line of work. Or they don't. And she's like, oh, I don't, doesn't bother me. I don't know. Yeah. They, they have several cute moments. Yeah. Throughout the investigation. He just nice. offers her candy from the candy dish <laughs> at the hospital. At the hospital, yeah. he's he's got like a couple moments in this movie where I'm like, why didn't he get hired to be a leading man more often? Like, <laughs> he's, he's got this kind of goofy charm to him sometimes. Yeah, like he obviously doesn't have the like, you know, insane movie star charisma of like Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt, right? But yeah. like for like this kind of thing like i'm like he's like really enjoyable to watch he's like turned this like not very interesting character into like kind of a somewhat interesting character with like a couple like goofy quirks and yeah and honestly one thing one thing that we we forgot too is like when this team is first assembled and i know where you're going ben kingsley wait is that right yeah yeah um has them uh, all together and like tells them about you know the alien and everything that they did um and like shows shows them video footage of of her in the cage um uh michael madsen is like you made her female like comments on that and vengeance <laughs> is like yes we decided to make her female so that she would be more docile and controllable and controllable yeah which is outrageous. Such an outrageous thing to say. Such a sexist, outrageous thing to say. And, you know, as members of the audience, you and I were obviously like, that's so fucking stupid. Yeah. But Michael Madsen is immediately like, you guys don't get out much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? And then when they find the first murder victim, I can't remember if it's the one in the bathroom or the one... I think it's the one in the bathroom, I right? think so, yeah. It's like... More docile and controllable, huh, Fitch? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Fully calling him out on his complete incompetence. It was it's like, what yeah. a stupid decision. Well, then I made the joke where I'm like, they should have just made it a boy and then just given it a Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. 
It would have been completely docile and controllable at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was a boy and they were locked in the cage, but they were just playing video games. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Just observe them grow. <laughs> They'll be busy. Uh, Complete lack of inhibition on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it, what a ridiculous thing. But Yeah, yeah so she... She fakes her own death and dyes her hair. Dyes her hair and cuts it. And cuts it. Because they haven't gotten a very good clear shot of her face yet since, yeah. since she emerged from the chrysalis. Yeah. Um, they just know that she had long blonde hair. I also love that there's like a, they're like, let's get this tape back to the lab so we can enhance it. And then I'm like, oh no, they can do that thing. And then they do it and they're like, huh. This video enhancement isn't very good. <laughs> yeah, <they do. laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, because it's a VHS tape in 1995. Like, yeah. of course, it's not very good. <laughs> uh, that was funny. It was very enjoyable. It's like, uh, zoom in and enhance on a VHS. And then they do, and it's like, uh, okay, and still just like a grainy black and white photo. Yeah, they learned nothing. You new. can tell it's a woman. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, and yeah. so after faking her own death, she, like, yeah, continues to stalk them and stalk Michael Madsen's character, and then, like, follows... Oh, yeah, she even, like, goes into the bathroom when the the scientist is in there, like... Yeah, because she, she's, she, she's she seen, sees them dancing, and she's yeah. like, oh, he's romantically attracted to her. Uh, yeah, and like she like re- reapplies some um, perfume, and uh, the alien still is like, "Oh, that's a really nice smell. Do you mind if I like try it?" And she's like, "Knock yourself out," and like sprays it on herself. And I'm like, "That's actually really interesting. That's yeah. a very animal thing." Yeah, it's like, I I, like I'll oh, use your pheromones. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, I was and like, she's like, "Does it work on your boyfriend?" yeah she's like as a repellent maybe um but then yeah then they end up getting in the elevator together uh Mm -hmm. madsen and and sill and he's they're you know they're doing the awkward it's just two of us in the elevator kind of chat yep Uh, and he's like oh i uh i i like your perfume yeah and then he's like i uh i gotta go it's like you can tell he like maybe recognize it but he's not sure yeah i think he's it seems like he's not thinking enough about it like he doesn't think like wait a minute this is the same perfume that she had but there's there's definitely a moment where he's like oh it's there's something about that yeah um so then he he goes off to scientist lady's room why can't i remember her name yeah it's driving me do they ever say her name they must (laughs) it would be outrageous if they never did um Anyways, yeah, they, he goes to her room and they start having sex. And she's like listening at the door. Yeah. Because uh, she's very interested in sex. Mm-hmm. Specifically with Michael Madsen. Because mm-hmm. I think she thinks he would be a good mate. Seems like it, Because yeah. he's a hunter and a killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cleaning yeah. lady happens to come by and like knocks on a door, says room service, and then unlocks the door with a bunch of keys. Uh, next thing we know, she has the keys and she's... Yeah going into the room right by there um like right beside um michael madsen's and is listening um against the wall uh to them uh getting it on yeah and it uh that so happens to be alfred molina's room 
So that when he he comes back into the room after striking out with every woman at the bar downstairs, yep. Um, he comes back into the room and he's like, "Oh, who who are you? What are you doing here?" And she's basically at this point, she's like, "Yeah, you'll do." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's That's like, "Oh, I, I saw you downstairs and I was too nervous to uh, talk to you, so I stole the key and came up here and waited for you." Which is a red flag. Yeah, but he's like, oh, this kind of thing doesn't happen to me. And then she's already taking off her dress, right? And Yep, and he's just like, great, I'll go for it. Yeah, he's, I mean, you know, probably the best looking woman he's ever pulled, so. What's the saying? Beggars can't be choosers? Yeah. But beggars can have self-respect and look at red flags and be like, oh, this woman that was wait, the stole a room key and was waiting for me alone in my room? Yeah, I make, no. make hay while the sun shines? Make hay while the sun shines. I'm not familiar with that one, actually. Basically, it's like you got to take advantage of the... I mean, I get I get yeah. what it means. But still, <laughs> that was like, come on, dude. That's that's sad. That was <laughs> It was a sad moment. Sure. Sure. But he's kind of a sad character. Yes. But she gets what she wants. She bangs him. Yeah. And that's that's the only actual, actual sex scene. Yeah. Um... Um, and then he finishes and said, I enjoyed that immensely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll bet you did. <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, she kills him. She kills him. And at this, while they've been having sex, uh, Forrest Whitaker's been having the, the visions of... Right. Of the alien fucking happening. And she, you know, he goes to get michael madsen and he's like it's still she's here i know it he's she's with doc ock they're fucking we gotta stop it which is like yeah she he like went to the door and like touched it and like got a flash of alien stuff like he knows that she's in there and he knows that they're fucking but like really takes his time going to knock on michael madsen's door and like getting help and like getting the team assembled yeah when like the whole point of the mission was to make sure she did not mate yeah and like who knows what kind of stamina that dude has i think we all don't yeah um and like it's clear he hasn't been touched by a woman in a long time it seemed like we got that impression from how his character was portrayed so but like, yeah like you should have been like yelling and banging on that door yeah banging to stop the banging but yeah. no takes his sweet time and then yeah and then she, she they, as soon as they knock on the door well she's she's finished she's killed alfred molina She's mm-hmm. like, I'm pregnant already. This is great. Um, yep. And as soon as they knock on the door, she goes bursting through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and they follow her down into the parking garage where she rips through a steel fire door and is running through some underground tunnels and sewers, it looks like. Yeah, there's, there's some like, like sewer access. Yeah, some kind of weird underground tunnel. And then, yeah, there was a sewer grate that she had moved. Yeah. Those things are heavy, but she's real strong. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, she goes down there and she has a baby. Yep. Which, and like, gets real big real fast that, like, we see her giving birth and, like, her chest has to split open. Yeah. And it's, like, already turning into a toddler. Yeah. By the it, time they get to it. Yeah, they get to it and it's, like, a like a four-year-old child. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, Forrest Whitaker finds the, the baby first. Well, after it eats some rats. Uh, and it's like, don't worry no one's gonna hurt you come here and then the baby tongues him 
in the chest. Right. Yeah, it has a little super long tongue, which I didn't enjoy. And then he falls over. Um, and then he, and yeah, they're like hunting in some caves that opened up from the sewer after the earthquake. And like it's LA, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some underground caves um, that she went and found a place to birth in. Um, but then, yeah, then the baby attacks Whitaker, um, and they had grabbed flamethrowers before they went down, and yeah. it jumps on the front of the flamethrower, and he flamethrowers it and tosses it back into a pool of water, which ignites? Yeah. I don't... And I mean, like, I'm not a chemist, I don't, but I don't think water's flammable i mean who knows what else was in that water i guess i don't know i, I thought it was weird it was it was definitely weird but um but whatever yeah, he torches he torches the alien child and it falls into the water and then becomes fire and then of course the mom's there and is super angry and then she almost strangles michael madsen with her breast tentacles yes uh, and he cuts cuts those off, and they kind of writhe around for a little bit. It was a little uncomfortable. Um, the writhing of the tentacles, mm, pretty yeah, particular. Yeah. I just I have a thing about worms. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then she ends up getting shot a bunch, and she falls into the fire. But then Forrest Whitaker is almost falling in the fire pool. And then she jumps out and grabs his ankles, which is very well telegraphed long in advance. Just oh, kidding. yeah. And, uh, you know, Michael Madsen and the scientist are trying to pull Forrest Whitaker up. And then she jumps out of the, the alien, jumps out and grabs his ankles and is trying to pull him back. And then Michael Madsen has to, like, while holding Forrest Whitaker with one hand, one the, uses the other hand to fully reload this big shotgun. Yeah. Um. And then, oh shit, I, I wish that I had written down the actual line that he delivers, but it's like the the setup and the context is like supposed to be some like one-liner, but I think it's essentially just, let go of my friend, you alien bitch, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, something like that, or, or suck um, on this, or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it, it should have been, you know, like an hasta la vista baby moment, but yeah. um, but it just wasn't. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, fully blows her head apart, um, and they get on out of there. And that's it. They just end it. That's almost it. Well, yeah, because it's the rat thing. Then it shows a rat that grabs the boob tentacle away and presumably eats it a bit, and then that rat shoots its tongue out into another rat to kill it. Um, so... We got alien rats and other frozen embryos for future species. Future species is species. Although I don't think the uh, uh, rats ever come into play ever again. Well, that's stupid. Um, but yeah, that was basically it. It was yeah, <laughs> like definitely some moments I thought were funny. Um, some moments that I thought were like actually just pretty good um and and lots of terrible cgi in that in that last scene in the cave where they're fighting the aliens yeah pretty bad that's the weakest part for sure i think uh what do you think of got on rotten tomatoes Ooh, 
Rotten Tomatoes. This is the critic score, right? It's critic score. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna throw out a thirty-five. It actually did a little bit better than that. Oh, it's really? A, it's a forty-two. Okay. Yeah. A few, a few more hornier critics than I thought. I guess. Yeah. I guess I am. And what are you gonna give it? It's really riding a kind of middle line where it's like it wasn't terrible it definitely wasn't great and it also wasn't like so bad it was funny which is obviously the benchmark that we're shooting for yeah uh but like i don't know i feel like you know the breakfast club fist bump is for a movie that i actually liked yeah and then the retro the the, the craptacular is like that's that's the the diamond in the rough yeah. that we're looking for and i don't think it's either of those so I think it's going to be one big pile of shit for me. That is one big pile of shit. All right. I'm actually going to disagree with you. Yeah? I'm going to say this one's craptacular. It's craptacular. Yeah? You think so? I think so. Oh, you I thought think... it was so bad that it was good? Yeah, kind of. It, 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 it rides... It is riding that line. It, it, it ri- It's like, it's not... I don't think it's a terrible movie. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, it's not like The Room or something like that but i mean it, no <laughs> i definitely can't give it a breakfast club fist bump because it's not a good movie Correct. but it, it but it is like kind of a dumb movie that i enjoy watching okay and we'll definitely watch again okay it was enjoyable enough and you will rewatch it yeah totally Crap yeah back. that's great yeah i plan on never watching it again <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we part ways there uh but, but yeah yeah that's kind of how i feel about it yeah so yeah cool man and that was episode 69 that was episode 69 horny alien movie yeah um definitely definitely check out species and species 2 if you're into weird horny alien shit that's the place to go yeah i can't speak for the other two species movies i haven't seen them but there's two other ones yeah they made some like direct to cable (laughs) sequels like made for tv Oh, it it no. was in that it was in that era where they would do like a it would air on Sci Fi Channel or whatever yeah and then they would release the unrated DVD and it would, uh, like yeah. the same week kind of thing totally so yeah they did a couple of those but no more theatricals for the species franchise franchise but you know what I think you could bring it back yeah you want you want some Amazon bought the MGM library. They or MGM, they bought the company. Yeah, right. So they own it. Like you could do an Amazon Prime series based on species. And no one's no one's making horny alien movies. No one they can corner the market. I guess that's true. Come on, Jeffrey. <laughs> we all know that you, Yeah. We all know you would do this. Yeah. Come on. Wild. So Anyways, yeah, that's it. That's it for this for episode sixty nine. Uh, if you like it, go to linktr.ee slash retrocrappod to find all of our links to all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it. I I used to have to say a whole bunch of things, and then I made one link that had all the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff, YouTube. 
Twitter's the best place to interact with us if you want. We do have an email as well, retrocrappod at gmail.com. I constantly forget to check it, so... Twitter is definitely the best place to reach out if you want to get in touch with the show. I check that one most frequently. Um, but we do love emails. We, we do love emails. To check. Yeah, keep emailing. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> I do. I do check the email periodically, and it's a lot of spam. Oh. And a lot of like people sending us screeners. Oh right. And we're on a couple of like press lists, and there's like never anything that I actually want to watch because we're on the bad movie press list. Of course, <laughs> um, naturally. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we'll be back next month with something else. We sure will. Uh, we don't know yet. We're kind of playing this year by the flying by the seat of our pants a little bit in terms yeah. of what we're picking. Usually, I kind of go through and pick out movies for like the entire year yeah um, usually you have like a schedule yeah um and it, it changes a little bit here and there but i'm not doing that this year <laughs> not this year uh we'll we'll come up with something though it'll be good um <laughs> but until next time thank you for listening and keep watching crap <laughs> <laughs>